Welcome to Prime Alpha's interview series, insights from industry practitioners discussing their journey and their discoveries. Hello, my name is Amanda Jogia, the CEO of Prime Alpha, an online ecosystem bringing together alternative opportunities and their investors. I have the pleasure of introducing Andy Sirota of Houston-based Logista, a commodity fund with a one-of-a-kind strategy. He is Logista's founder, CIO, and general partner. Andy is also a civic leader and philanthropist supporting many worthy causes within the Jewish community. Welcome, Andy. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Let's start by talking about what led you here. Tell us about your career journey. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a fairly long journey, I guess. Um, it starts back in uh, in '91. I graduated Harvard, uh, and I did go into money management. Um, although I did it through the door of Walt Disney, that was my first job out of college. I was uh, not wearing one of the Disney suits, but actually working in the Treasury Department. And there, I was the first hired foreign exchange trader, um, and then later on moved over to manage part of the investment portfolio. I probably should leave out some of the details or it'll just take way too long, but just hitting some of the highlights. I left Walt Disney, uh, went to a place called the Boston Company in Boston, uh, managing a four and a half billion dollar portfolio at the ripe young age of 24. And from there, I followed my boss down to Columbus Circle Investors in Stamford, Connecticut. He was uh, planning to sort of rebuild the business that got left behind in Boston and never really materialized. But so then I started my first uh, my first hedge fund with my roommate from Harvard, and that did fairly well. We had very good returns um, back in, that was from 98 to like 04, something like that. But ultimately we couldn't, we couldn't raise the assets that I wanted to, and it was a little frustrating. So uh, I made my way back into the larger world of trading, I guess. Um, that's when I got into energy trading. And so that was in 04. I started at uh, Hess, which is, uh, and Hetco, which is a division of, of Amarada Hess. People probably have heard of Hess, like the oil trucks and so forth. And that's what got me into energy trading. So from there, I guess the journey continues. But ultimately, uh, from, from Hess, I went through, uh, through VTOL in Houston and then started my own company, Logista. Uh, we had some managed accounts for a little while. And then finally, the Logista Fund, which started in 2013. So our fund is now eight and a half years into it. I guess besides the journey itself, one of the things that I always warn people about trading is uh, it's, it's, it's never an easy road. It's never, it's, it's always a long road. And even though I consider myself to be uh, frankly an excellent trader, but look how long it's taken to get into the right spot, you know, many years. So um, hopefully it all continues well. Describe that pivotal point in time where you decided to, you know, venture out on your own. You know, what led you to create Logista? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, I guess um, I guess for me, um, for better or for worse, not always have people understood well the type of trading that I do. And even though I'm very much an open book and I'm happy to discuss it and I'm happy to go through all of the uh, uh, through, through all of the details. Um, but that doesn't mean that everyone's always going to understand what we do. So what tends to happen is uh, we're doing well and everybody's happy. And then we hit a little road bump and all of a sudden what's going on. We don't understand what, you know, what, what should we do? And I say, look, you know, road bumps are part of the, uh, are part of the journey, but um, that, uh, that can, that can throw people for a loop. So that, that sort of manifested itself in a variety of different ways. I guess, ultimately I said, look, the, the, the best way to go is if, if, if I'm on my own, then I don't have to, you know, we don't, we don't have to be beholden to the whims of, you know, 
some boss who wakes up on the wrong side of the bed or some investor who wakes up on the wrong side of the bed. And uh, it took us a little while to get here, but um, we finally made it. And uh, like I said, the fund started in 2013. We're eight and a half years into it. We have a, a fantastic investor base, really everything we can ask, to, ask for. We have a great team. And um, so the, the upshot of it all is, yeah, it took, a, it took a while to get here, but it was worth it. <laughs> Totally. I know how that feels. So I, I, I think in line with that question, I think a true tell of any business is how do you do during a downturn? You know, how, how has the strategy, has a strategy always been successful? Well, we do try to be very consistent. I think overall we are. Um, needless to say, nobody makes money every day um, and, and nor do we. But I think one of, one of the things that we point to um, is our rolling 12 month returns. We say, look, there's going to be ups and downs for a variety of reasons, but you know, if we could, if we can be positive over, over a 12 month period, then that means that we're, we're doing our job. Right. And so um, our fund, which is now about eight and a half years old. So there's been 90 12 month periods that you could be invested in 90 rolling 12 month periods of which 87 of them have been positive. So, um, you know, so that, that, that speaks pretty well, I think to our consistency, you know, we do have, you know, we do, we do have some rough spots here and there, but we're, you know, we're long vol traders, which means that like, you know, we, we, we bleed a little bit of, of time decay, but we, um, but overall we, uh, we do well during periods of volatility. And usually there's something that comes along, gives us a little volatility. You never know what it's going to be, but anyway, um, thank God we've been, uh, we've been pretty consistent over time. So to expand on that, um, unique strategy focus, um, I know you guys are doing spread options and energy. Um, what is a spread option? Yeah, so this is, we're in this little tiny corner of the world, um, which we call CSO, like calendar spread options. Um, the, uh, I, I try to explain to people, I say, if you, if you envision the room that you're sitting in is a room full of opportunity and you want to look for us, we're, we're a little tiny speck of dust in that room. But on that speck of dust, we are the king of the hill. So that's our, that's our, like, that's how we, you know, ply our trade, if you will. So to, to answer your question, it's a spread options. Well, you have to start like this. In the, in the oil market, first you have futures, um, which I think many people are familiar with, you know, the concept of oil delivered for a specific date in the future. Um, so you have monthly delivery of futures. And then um, you can, there's a spread between futures. So you can trade April versus May or May versus June or April versus June for that matter. You can trade any two months um, and that's the spread. And then we trade options on those spreads. So it is extremely esoteric, as you can imagine, you know, that's what options on spreads are. So in terms of um, the, the history of the firm, you know, you started the firm in 2013. What motivates you to keep going? I mean, listen, everybody has different reasons that sort of get them up out of bed. I, the truth of the matter is I, I love trading and I always have loved trading. You know, I guess a born trader knows that, uh, there's probably nothing else that, that can really satisfy him like trading. But I think more than that, I think for me, I mean, thank God I, I've been successful along the way. Of course, um, there have been ups and downs as, as with all things. But, um, you know, thankfully, I've, I've, you know, I'm, I'm past the, the normal age of retirement in this business and, and, and having, you know, made enough that I could. But, but uh, I'm, I'm as committed to my, to my charitable activities as I am to my my day job, as they say. And so it's really all about that. And I don't see how someone could, you know, continue along with all the, the vagaries and the ups and downs of trading if you didn't have sort of a higher calling behind you. So, you know, I thankfully give away 
you know, in the millions of dollars every year. And that's, uh, <laughs> that's what keeps me going. So what do you think is your superpower? My superpower? Uh, very interesting. Well, I think, you know, I built a trading strategy, which was sort of uniquely designed around my skill set. So, which I'll explain in a second. But so I, I try to tell people, I say, if I go up against, you know, pick someone, you know, Michael Jordan in basketball, needless to say, it would be quite a joke. But if I went up against him in a game of chess, I could beat him, right? So I think then the the objective in terms of the way to approach, the, the, or that I approach trading is I say, well, what am I good at? Let me build a trading strategy around what I'm good at. And essentially, no one's going to beat me at my game because I've built the game. It's going to be played the way that I say it should be played. And that's that's how it goes. So So what is the game exactly? Well, the game is um, I happen to be a very fast thinker. So, and I mentioned chess, you know, I think, um, I think Amanda, you know, like I, you know, I won the U S junior open three times in, in chess many, many years ago. Um, but it's indicative of like what I'm good at. I have, I have sort of a quick mind and I'm able to sort of see, you know, pick up on relationships that other people can't necessarily see. And certainly not in the time frame that I can pick up on them. So, you know, if, if someone's bidding for one option over here and someone else is offering a different option over here, I can say, look, there's, there's some inconsistency there, you know, between, you know, this bid and this offer. And so, you know, I can kind of sell one and buy the other. And I've sort of captured a relative value edge. That's essentially what the strategy is built around. And that sort of, you know, to answer what, what my superpower would be, if it will, but like, that's, that, that's my skill set. You know, it's just, you know, fast thinking and able to sort of pick out things that don't really fit together. And, you know, if we do that enough times, then even though each trade into and of itself isn't necessarily profitable, but it's kind of like if you get enough looks at the plate, you're going to get, you know, you're going to, you're going to eventually hit the home run. So I say that like every trade that we do has some expectation of profitability, profitability, sorry. Um, you know, so uh, maybe if it's 55%, 60%, you know, it's, it's hard to quantify, but every trade has some expected edge to it. And even though I can't control the ultimate outcome, but if we can play the game enough times, you know, the outcome generally will fall in our favor and hence the consistency of what we're doing. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, you know, being, being probably 87 out of 90 rolling 12 month periods is, is, is fairly consistent. That's really what we're after, which is just, you know, keep doing it over and over again, keep trying to like, you know, find the inconsistencies, the, you know, the arbitrage, if you will, but it's not, it's not a pure arbitrage. It's sort of like a relative value trading, if you will. But if you keep, keep at it day in, day out and keep doing it over and over again, hopefully, you know, it comes out in your favor. And that's what we've, that's what we've found over time. So interesting. You started your career in 91, you know, uh, your ability to see the angle. What in your history and your career um, do you think is kind of the most kind of unique or insightful thing that you've, you've seen or learned? And what do you think is kind of the next um, kind of in the future, kind of the next kind of angle that you're thinking about? Right. The, the most unique thing that, thing that I've learned, I guess. So um, I'm trying to figure out how to, what, what to, what to point to. I'm, I think that for me, the, the trading is like a little bit of a, like a, a microcosm of life. And, you know, what a person really should want in life, I think is to be real with life, right. Um, to be, you know, to be honest with yourself, to be able to say, look, I made a mistake today, you know, but that doesn't make me a bad person. I made a mistake and I'm going to get it right tomorrow. Right. Um, I think in trading, that's, you know, I have a variety of uh, aphorisms, if you will, that, that, that the guys on the team know, but like one of them is I just want the truth. Right. So, you know, it's, it's very empowering to live with the truth because then, you know, you, and, and again, if, 
you know, that, that, that movie, you know, you can't handle the truth. You got You have to be prepared to handle the truth, right? You know, you have to, you have to be able to say, look, you know, this is what I think I might be wrong, but okay, I'm going to take my chances and see. And then if you see something that says that I'm wrong, okay, I made a mistake. You know, I, I tell people I make mistakes every day. I just hope that I do more things right than wrong every day. And I think, I think that's, that's a, a critical lesson that I've learned from trading that, that is applicable to life, which is just, you know, be, be honest, be truthful. Don't, you know, just because the, the, the truth is inconvenient, as they say, just because, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not what you hoped for. I'd say, don't move the truth to, to, to make yourself feel good, but rather like go, you know, go try to tackle the truth. And it's okay to say, you know, I'm not ready. I'm not prepared for that yet, but I understand that that's how it should be. You know, like I understand intellectually that, that, that I should, you know, I should eat less if I want to lose, lose weight, but okay, I'm not prepared to do that yet. So, you know, so I'm going to continue to like, you know, to, to, to eat the things that I like, but don't, you know, don't fool yourself and say like, well, it's, it's, it's okay that I eat whatever I want. And, you know, what, like you have to be honest with yourself, right? In terms of trading. So I, I you know, I personally believe that, um, that trading always changes. Um, and so if you're not prepared to change, you're not really going to last that long in trading. I mean, any successful strategy, particularly now in today's day and age, you know, the pace of change is just, you know, is, is mind boggling and, you just have to be prepared to say, look, I know this worked yesterday, but it's not working today. So we have to change. Now, obviously you don't want to, you know, just sort of abandon things that are working just because you have one bad day, but there is a, there is a process by which you have to be willing to, to change and adapt. So for instance, in our fund, you know, we started out as trading crude, uh, crude oil only. Um, we more, more, more recently, we introduced natural gas and now we've actually gotten into some other commodities as well, including um, corn, and, uh, and soybeans and so forth, uh, all with the same basic strategy, but, you know, it's sort of, you know, it's, it's an attempt to sort of keep moving and keep, you know, staying one head, one step ahead of the, the competition, if you will. Um, so I think that's, um, you know, that, 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 that's a, a lesson for life if, but, you know, turning your question now, the angles in terms of my own life. So I guess, you know, I think this is also important. I mentioned about, about being, truthful with oneself and, 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 you know, being honest, how you're, how you go through life. I mean, I, I you know, obviously I'm not going to be able to do this forever, even though I hope to be doing it for a number more years, but you think about what's going to be down the road and so forth like that. And I don't, I certainly don't want to look back and say, well, you know, I spent all my best days trading and now I have, you know, nothing to show for it, so to speak. You know, I might have, you know, whatever, a fancy house or something like that, you know, a nice car, but you know, like what's, you know, there's gotta be more to it than that. Right. So, so that's why, you know, I'm not waiting till I retire to give away a lot of money. I give away a lot of money now and all the time. And that's, you know, part and parcel of who I am and who I want to be. So, you know, if, I don't know if that's a, the next angle, but that's a part of the angle of like, you know, who I am and who and where I think people should be. I will say that like, you know, someday I'll retire and I'll, you know, and I'll, you know, probably roll up my sleeves and work for those same charitable organizations, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe inside as opposed to giving the money. But, um, you know, that's, uh, I guess that's, that, that's the angle that I'm looking at. So hopefully I can keep, uh, keep helping people along the way, uh, both inside and outside of our company. So, yeah. you know, my dad says you can't take it with you. <laughs> so there you right. go. <laughs> right. That's, that's, that's very true. I think, you know, um, you know, unfortunately, yeah, there's, there's, you know, people easily, you know, it's a very common thing. And I think it's something that, that, you know, frankly, I, I feel that you have to work on. I, I work on myself quite a bit. Um, it's, you know, it's important to me who I am. And, and, you know, I, I tell people my integrity is worth more than my money. And that's a principle that we have at Logista. And, um, yeah, you, you can't, you can't take it all with you. So, 
you know, and at the same time, you know, th that also doesn't say, well, you know, I'll decide what to do, you know, the day before I die, that's not, you know, that, that really doesn't work either, does it? So, you know, that's why I'm, you know, very actively involved in, you know, giving away as, as much of the money as I can along the way. So, yeah, makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had a conversation today and we were talking about um, that companies are built on values. Right. And I think that amplifies the, the, the true, like the integrity of the, of the business versus just a company creating a business just to make money. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. I mean, I guess I look ultimately, you know, we've had some meetings recently that, uh, that really made me feel good about things, but um, you know, I built the company that I wanted to build. Um, and I can't say, you know, it's not like, you know, you always know exactly on day one, what it's going to look like in the future, but you can have a vision. And so I had a little bit of vision. I wanted a vision of, of you know, a company that I felt good about what we did that were, that were, you know, straightforward, we're honest. Um, obviously we need to be making money or we wouldn't stay in business, but that, that the company itself that like, you know, the, that I would enjoy being with the people that I worked with, that we'd be having fun while we're there. You know, I try to like, you know, make sure I, I ask people, are you happy? You know, we want people to be happy. If you're not happy, let's do something different. Like, you know, life is too short. Right. Um, and I think you see that at Logista, you know, if you talk to like, you know, to our employees and stuff like that, you'll see um, that, uh, you know, that, that people are very happy and it's really, it's really like a, a little family, which is, you know, which I'm, I'm a very proud of and also B it, you know, becomes a little more challenging as the company grows, you know, we, we, we are thankfully growing. And so there's more people added to the staff, but I, you know, anyone that we interview, I say, you know, I say that the, the first most important criterion of being, uh, of being a logist employee is just trustworthiness because like we, we, we have to, you know, we're, we're in this together. You know, we, we, we live and die as a team and I need to know that like, you know, you got my back, I got your back, you know, we're going to do this together. So, um, yeah, I think those, those values come across very strongly in Logista and, um, you know, hopefully it's, uh, hopefully it comes uh, across in, in everything we do. Well, thank you, Andy. It's so, um, refreshing to, to talk about values and business <laughs> combined. <laughs> so thank you for your time. Yeah. We're going to continue these podcasts. I'm super excited to have you back on. Great. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you.